Welcome to the Monday edition of Transformation Radio. I've been running through rain that I thought would never end. Trying to make it on faith in a struggle against the wind. I've seen the dark in the broken places But I know in my soul no matter how bad it gets I'll be alright There's hope in front of me There's a light I still see There's a hand still holding me Even when I don't The storm you finally find Where the hurt and the tears and the pain don't fall behind we turn our attention to the reading of the New Testament. Our narrative today comes from the book of Revelation, chapter 12, verse 18. We'll read through chapter 13, verse 18. We'll read about the beast today. Now, this beast was initially identified with Rome because the Roman Empire 
in its early days, encouraged an evil lifestyle, persecuted believers, and opposed God and his followers. But the beast also symbolizes the Antichrist, not Satan, but someone under Satan's power and control. Now this Antichrist looks like a combination of the four beasts that Daniel saw centuries earlier in his vision. As the dragon is in opposition to God, so the beast from the sea is against Christ and may be seen as Satan's false messiah. Now the early Roman Empire was strong and also anti-Christ or against Christ's standards. Uh, many other individual powers throughout history have been anti-Christ. Many Christians believe that Satan's evil will culminate in a final Antichrist who will focus all the powers of evil against Jesus Christ and his followers. Now here in chapter 13, it introduces Satan's, the dragon's two evil accomplices. Number one, the beast out of the sea, and number two, the beast out of the earth. Together, the three evil beings form an unholy trinity in direct opposition to the holy trinity of God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. When Satan tempted Jesus in the wilderness, he wanted Jesus to show his power by turning stones into bread, to do miracles by jumping from a high place, and to gain political power by worshiping him. Satan's plan was to rule the world through Jesus, but Jesus refused to do Satan's bidding. Thus, Satan turns to the fearsome beasts described in Revelation. To the beast out of the sea, he gives political power. To the beast out of the earth, he gives power to do miracles. Both beasts work together to capture the control of the whole world. This unholy trinity, the dragon, the beast out of the sea, and the false prophet, unite in a desperate attempt to overthrow God. But their efforts are doomed to failure. Now, because of the beast, the Antichrist is a false messiah. He'll be a counterfeit of Christ and will even stage a false resurrection. People will follow and worship him because they'll be awed by his power and miracles. He will unite the world under his leadership. He'll control the world economy. People are impressed by power and follow those who display it forcefully or offer it to their followers. But those who follow the beast will only be fooling themselves. He'll use his power to manipulate others, to point to himself and to promote evil plans. God, by contrast, uses his infinitely greater power to love and build up. Don't be misled by claims of great miracles or reports about a resurrection or reincarnation of someone claiming to be Christ. Hey, when Jesus returns, he will reveal himself to everyone. There will be no mistaking what's going on. Now, the power given to the beast will be limited by God. He'll allow the beast to exercise authority only for a short time. Even while the beast is in power, God will still be in control. The beast will conquer God's people and rule over them, but he will not be able to harm them spiritually. He will establish worldwide dominance and demand that everyone worship him. And many will worship him, except the true believers, everyone that is except them. Refusal to worship the beast will result in temporary suffering for God's people, but they will be rewarded with eternal life in the end. Now, in this time of persecution, being faithful to Christ could bring imprisonment, even execution. Some believers will be hurt or killed. But all that the beast and his followers will be able to do to believers is harm them physically. No spiritual harm will come to those whose faith in God is sincere. All believers will enter God's presence perfected and purified by the blood of the Lamb. 
And with that, let's begin our reading today here in the New Testament. December 22nd, the New Testament. Revelation chapter 12, verse 18, through chapter 13, verse 18. Then the dragon took his stand on the shore beside the sea. Then I saw a beast rising out of the sea. It had seven heads and ten horns, with ten crowns on its horns, and written on each head were names that blasphemed God. This beast looked like a leopard, but it had the feet of a bear and the mouth of a lion, and the dragon gave the beast his own power and throne and great authority. I saw that one of the heads of the beast seemed wounded beyond recovery, but the fatal wound was healed. The whole world marveled at this miracle and gave allegiance to the beast. They worshipped the dragon for giving the beast such power, and they also worshipped the beast. Who is as great as the beast? they exclaimed. Who is able to fight against him? Then the beast was allowed to speak great blasphemies against God, and he was given authority to do whatever he wanted for forty-two months. And he spoke terrible words of blasphemy against God, slandering his name and his dwelling, that is, those who dwell in heaven. And the beast was allowed to wage war against God's holy people and to conquer them. And he was given authority to rule over every tribe and people and language and nation. And all the people who belonged to this world worshipped the beast. They are the ones whose names were not written in the book of life before the world was made, the book that belongs to the Lamb who was slaughtered. Anyone with ears to hear should listen and understand. Anyone who is destined for prison will be taken to prison. Anyone destined to die by the sword will die by the sword. This means that God's holy people must endure persecution patiently and remain faithful. Then I saw another beast come up out of the earth. He had two horns, like those of a lamb, but he spoke with the voice of a dragon. He exercised all the authority of the first beast, and he required all the earth and its people to worship the first beast, whose fatal wound had been healed. He did astounding miracles, even making fire flash down to the earth from the sky, while everyone was watching. And with all the miracles he was allowed to perform on behalf of the first beast, he deceived all the people who belonged to this world. He ordered the people to make a great statue of the first beast, who was fatally wounded, and then came back to life. He was then permitted to give life to this statue, so that it could speak. Then the statue of the beast commanded that anyone refusing to worship it must die. He required everyone, small and great, rich and poor, free and slave, to be given a mark on the right hand or on the forehead, and no one could buy or sell anything without that mark, which was either the name of the beast or the number representing his name. Wisdom is needed here. Let the one with understanding solve the meaning of the number of the beast, for it is the number of a man. His number is 666. Psalm 141, verses 1 through 10. James wrote that the tongue is a flame of fire. It's a whole world of wickedness corrupting your entire body. On the average, a person opens his or her mouth approximately 700 times a day to speak. 
David, here in the Psalms, wisely asked God to keep him from speaking evil. Well, that's a good prayer for us today. Even as he underwent persecution, he was asking God for this. Jesus himself was silent before his accusers. Knowing the power of the tongue, we would do well to ask God to guard what we say so that our words will bring honor to his name. Evil acts begin with evil desires. It isn't enough to ask God to keep you away from temptation, make you stronger, or change your circumstances. You must ask Him to change you on the inside, at the level of your desires. David says that being rebuked by a godly person is a kindness. Nobody really likes criticism, but everybody can benefit from it when it's given wisely and taken humbly. David suggested how to accept criticism. Number one, don't refuse it. Number two, consider it a kindness. And number three, keep quiet, don't fight back. Putting these suggestions into practice will help you control how you react to criticism, making it productive rather than destructive, no matter how it was originally intended. Psalm 141, verses 1 through 10, a Psalm of David. O Lord, I'm calling to you, please hurry. Listen when I cry to you for help. Accept my prayer as incense offered to you, and my upraised hands as an evening offering. Take control of what I say, O Lord, and guard my lips. Don't let me drift toward evil or take part in acts of wickedness. Don't let me share in the delicacies of those who do wrong. Let the godly strike me. It will be a kindness. If they correct me, it is soothing medicine. Don't let me refuse it. But I pray constantly against the wicked and their deeds. When their leaders are thrown down from a cliff, the wicked will listen to my words and find them true. Like rocks brought up by a plow, the bones of the wicked will lie scattered without burial. I look to you for help, O sovereign Lord. You are my refuge. Don't let them kill me. Keep me from the traps they have set for me, from the snares of those who do wrong. Let the wicked fall into their own nets, but let me escape. Proverbs chapter 30, verses 18 through 20. There are three things that amaze me, no, four things that I don't understand. How an eagle glides through the sky, how a snake slithers on a rock, how a ship navigates the ocean, how a man loves a woman. An adulterous woman consumes a man, then wipes her mouth and says, What's wrong with that?
Today's In Touch Devotion. Today's scripture reading begins in verse 1 of Isaiah chapter 6. In the year of King Uzziah's death, I saw the Lord sitting on a throne, lofty and exalted, with the train of his robe filling the temple. Seraphim stood above him, each having six wings. With two he covered his face, and with two he covered his feet, and with two he flew. And one called out to another and said, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is full of his glory. And the foundations of the thresholds trembled at the voice of him who called out, while the temple was filling with smoke. Then I said, Woe is me, for I am ruined, because I am a man of unclean lips, and I live among a people of unclean lips. For my eyes have seen the King, the Lord of hosts. Then one of the seraphim flew to me with a burning coal in his hand, which he had taken from the altar with tongs. He touched my mouth with it and said, Behold, this has touched your lips, and your iniquity is taken away and your sin is forgiven. Then I heard the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send, and who will go for us? Then I said, Here am I, send me. We live in busy times. For many Christians, sadly, church is an item on their checklist, and they think attending a service fulfills their spiritual duty. As a result, God seems distant, so they feel unexcited about His work in their lives and lack compassion for the unsaved. Such believers find it easy to start acting in a worldly manner. But the Heavenly Father desires an intimate relationship with His children. As in Bible times, He still has personal encounters with His people, sometimes to comfort or encourage, at other times to guide or convict of sin. In today's passage, the prophet Isaiah wrote of such a meeting with the Lord. His reaction to the holiness of God's presence was a profound recognition of his own sin. I am ruined, because I am a man of unclean lips, for my eyes have seen the King, the Lord of hosts. As the prophet experienced, when God reveals his presence to us, we are likely to be overwhelmed with awe and a sense of our unworthiness. And as we humbly respond in repentance or obedience, we will remember that forgiveness and acceptance is ours based on our relationship with Christ. We cannot manipulate or create divine encounters, but we can be intentionally available to God. Are you spending time with the Lord, praying and reading His Word? Or has life become too busy and your spiritual walk too mechanical? Spend time praising the Lord, confessing sin, and surrendering all areas of your life to Him. Then expectantly watch for Him. Turn the dust 
John Maxwell, welcome to Minute with Maxwell. The word today is jumpstart. <laughs> I, as a leader, am always trying to get people moving, as you are, get them started. We know that all's well that begins well. So I wrote a 90-day series entitled Jumpstart Your Leadership. Now, it takes 90 days because leadership is a process. We know that. I teach the law of process. Leaders develop daily, not in a day. So Jumpstart Your Leadership is a 90-day program that will help you to be the leader that you want to be. So we start on day one, and by the end of the 90th day, you have jump-started yourself to leadership success. Enjoy and continue on Minute with Maxwell to learn every day. It is a process.
My name's Cody Fast. I'm 24 from Ashland, Ohio. I'm the youngest of four kids. I had a pretty good childhood and was blessed with a very tight-knit family. I got into drinking at a young age and immediately I fell in love with it. I wrecked more cars than I've owned, but by God's grace, I'm still alive to tell my story. Drinking took me to that lonely, dark place that we've all been, but I finally surrendered after years of trying to live on my own terms. God was calling me to the refuge, and that was the best decision I've ever made was answering that call. God has given me peace and joy I used to only dream about, and I hope all my brothers at the refuge get a piece of it too. To the brothers in Vinton County, keep on keeping on. Body lay 
Thanks for listening to today's podcast. Make sure to tune in tomorrow for the next edition of Transformation Radio.